Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Zach Drew. There's two stories I want to be talking about today and two events, two topics, and I just need to let you know that you're not going to want to miss this. It might take us five or six minutes to get to the chunk of this message, but it's a message that you're going to want to hear and you're going to be thankful that you heard. It's going to strengthen your faith. The first topic is a supernatural story of God speaking through an angel who took the form of a one-eyed homeless man to help guide a prodigal son back to the love of Jesus right before his death. And, that, and his death, it is actually, it's my cousin Cody. And we're going to be talking about that today. And the second topic is this, the reality of eternity and just some different ways to even think about it to motivate you to live for Jesus right now. Every moment you have in this vapor, live for him to the best you can. Evangelize, get people saved. So I want to talk about this supernatural story and the reality of eternity today. And you're, you're going to want to listen to this program. I just want to share right before we get into it, please pray. Uh, we did our very first show Friday and there was a, a couple people that did give to the ministry but we, we really need a radical response. And I just want to pray that you would feel that, that the Holy Spirit would speak to you on, on what you're supposed to give to this ministry. Stand with us. Uh, it's easiest to give on, on a laptop or, uh, or a computer. Just go to ZachDrewShow.com and, and it's easy to figure it out from there. Or, or write us a letter. You know, I, I'm, I was so encouraged by some of the emails we got from the very first show. And so write us. Uh, write us at P.O. Box 797, Decatur, Illinois, 625 Two five and write us letters. Send us books. We want to. We want to hear from you. That's if you want to write a check and send it out there. You just make it out to IGBY. But get behind us. And the 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 enemy knows that the easiest time to kill something is at its birth. And so we need to. You need to stand with us in the in the birth of this new ministry. God often speaks to me through current events of what's happening in the world. And I will often be speaking about current events, what's happening in the world. And that's how we. Like I said, that's how he speaks to me. But not this week. He hasn't spoke to me through current events this week. You see, I, I desperately want this show to be led by the Holy Spirit. And whenever the Holy Spirit is talking to me about that week, that is what I want the program to be centered around every single week. So every week, the topics are going to be slightly different from one another. And I believe that Lord will place certain things on my heart. And that is what we need to talk about. I'm just going to kind of move right into it, and, and some, at some point in time, it, it might be a little difficult, but this show is going to strengthen your faith. I'm telling you that right now. Last week, uh, right, before, right before we taped the program, I found out that uh, one of my cousins, Cody Drew, and honestly, one of my best friends, uh, he was killed in a horrific incident. He was robbed and he was murdered. He was ultimately, he was ultimately stabbed, stabbed to death over $150. I want to talk about Cody just for a moment, and I want to then bring actually some supernatural things that happened right before Cody's death that it's just an example of God's incredible mercy, how he chases us to the very end and even brings the most unlikely of characters to talk 
before us to get us back into his presence. You see, Cody, first of all, I want to talk about him just for a moment. Cody was literally one of the the most loving people you will ever meet in your entire life. And I'm saying this not because I was one of his best friends or because he was my cousin. No, all biases aside, everybody loved Cody. Everybody loved Cody. And I was, we grew up in Decatur, Illinois. And I'm telling you right now, go, after going to the visitation and, and the funeral, Cody was famous in Decatur. It was the most incredible thing. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people came to the visitation from literally every walk of life because he connected people. He had a way, he had a, he had a gift about him. You know, oftentimes you hear me share my junior year whenever I got radically saved, how I was doing horrible things and, and, doing, and doing drugs. And, and I had these horrific experiences in the supernatural realm, in the demonic supernatural realm. And it literally propelled me to fall in love with Jesus. That is literally a part of that story. And as you've heard from that point, I got so radically on fire for Jesus that me and three other people, we would literally just on Saturdays, we would start going to the malls and evangelizing to people. And sometimes we would literally, we'd, we'd focus on the food court. People are sitting there. They're not going anywhere for a while. And there would be times 10, 15, 16, 17 people would give their lives to Jesus in one night. And it wasn't simply just say this prayer. I'm talking tears would be going down their faces saying, I need Jesus. I need this Jesus you're talking about. And one of those three people was my cousin Cody. But these last couple of years, Cody has really walked, had walked the path of the prodigal son. You know, there were times this week where, multiple times this week where I really felt like, uh, you know, and it's okay to mourn. Like, you, it's, a, it's a good process to mourn. Where I literally felt like I couldn't cry harder. I remember just even asking my wife, Alyssa, I said, Alyssa, can you just, can you just go to that, the other end of the house for a while? I just, I've got to get this out of me. I've just got to get this this out of me. And, uh, and you know, I'm going to cry a little bit, but that's fine because God is going to, God is going to speak through this, that even for, because everybody has lost somebody, right? We've all lost somebody. If you haven't, you know, tragedy happens, but as Christians, we mourn differently. We mourn as Christians for our Christian brothers and sisters differently than the world mourns for their friends, because we have a hope and that hope is in Jesus Christ that we know we have the assurance that we are going to see them again. And we have that hope and you have that hope for people in your life that knew the Lord that have gone to be with him. But I want to share a supernatural story today with you concerning the last few months of Cody's life. It's a supernatural story that's going to encourage your faith and it's going to show you the love of God and how God never stops pursuing us. The story that displays God speaking even through the most unlikely of characters, helping to draw back a wandering soul, which was my cousin Cody. And I believe that another reason that Cody came back is because of his dad, Tim, who I personally have never seen a parent like this before that would truly intercede for Cody 24-7 for him to come back to the Lord. And just a few months ago, and I'm going to bring a guest up here with me to share this story with you. Just a few months ago, God started to radically speak to Cody and to return him to his presence. He gave his life back to the Lord. 
and I'm actually gonna bring her out now, Madison. Madison Stoder, and I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm saying your last name right, correct? Yes, yes. Madison Stoder. Yes. First of all, I'm so happy that you agreed to be on the show today. I know this week has not been uh, easy for you, but as we were even talking and we drove up here with my, my wife and our little baby, and you have such a piece of what happened. First of all, I want the audience to know that for the last extended period of, of Cody's days here on, on Earth, Madison was uh, Cody's girlfriend. Yes. Right? Yes. And you and Cody had a journey these last few months where you both radically gave your lives back to Jesus. You know, Madison, I, just, I know that you haven't been on TV very often, and I just want to let you know that you have freedom in this show. Minister to the people. Tell us about these last few months. What happened? Tell us about how God is so supernatural and what he did in Cody's life and in your life. Absolutely. First of all, like you said, I haven't been in front of the camera <laughs> too often, so pardon my mild nervousness, but it is extremely important for me to share the story, Yeah. especially of even how I met Cody. I met Cody at a little breakfast restaurant called The Blue Spoon mm -hmm. in Decatur, Illinois, and I was, I always had a crush on him actually he's always my waiter and I was mesmerized by his beautiful smile and his eyes and how he treated everybody with such genuine compassion and I fell in love with the restaurant and I decided that I wanted to work there and I wanted mm -hmm. to work around Cody I wanted to be around him as much as I possibly could so I started working at Blue Spoon and we started getting closer and closer and we were friends for a few months and spent just about all of our time together and he told me it was about time that he took me to my first electronic music concert which is not something I was familiar with mm -hmm. and mind you Cody and I were in a dark place I guess is the best way to label where we had found ourselves in our lives and we were clinging to things that we didn't realize we were clinging to because of the hurt and trauma and experiences that we have experienced through our testimonies and it led us to search for God in the most unlikely of things and yeah. he took me to and these electronic festivals for you know if you're an older audience by any means these electronic festivals there's really nothing like them if you think um, if you think spring break is bad or you know just not good at all it's a horrible atmosphere or the college campuses. I'm, I'm telling you right now that uh, it pales in comparison to the evil and the, it, the blatant occultic uh, that is rampant in these electronic festivals, whether it's called Burning Man or, or even big festivals in itself like Bonnaroo or the Electronic Forest in Michigan. They are very, very occultic in nature and everybody's doing drugs and it's, it's supposed to be a happy place and, and it, it really is a place where the enemy, Satan, lurks to kill, steal, and destroy. I mean, it is a, uh, it's a horrific atmosphere and it draws young people, honestly, by the millions every year. Yeah, it, it, the following of these electronic music artists is almost like a religion. They even refer to some as gods, base gods. Wow. and. Uh, we've just found ourselves completely blinded and we, we're both truth seekers. We were both raised in Christian homes and with Christ in our hearts and we had 
fallen away from that, but our hearts were still seeking that truth. And we found that we often thought that the times we were spending at these festivals and the people we were spending our times with were truth seekers as well. Mm. And they might as well, and they, and they are, we all are. Um, but it was all deception. It was, it was all, all... De all deception. We, uh, we, we just constantly found ourselves feeling mm. this good, overpowering Holy Spirit feeling that wasn't the Holy Spirit that wow. was taking us over through the music. It felt good. It felt comforting. It felt powerful. It was giving us this power. And this one specific night that Cody and I went to a club to go see an electronic music artist. And this was just a matter of a few months, months ago. ago. Right? This was in this was in May. Mm -hmm. And Cody and I decided we were gonna do all of the drugs and we were gonna go hard and we were gonna we were gonna enjoy the evening. And so that's exactly what we did. We spent we were up to the wee hours of the morning, 3 a.m., talking to people and feeling what we thought was good and powerful. And we spent a lot of alone time together, and Cody and I hadn't even spoke of our feelings for each other, and this evening was an overwhelming feeling of love for each other that came out of this drug experience and this mm -hmm. concert experience. Somehow God had put it in our hearts that we realized that we were that we had fallen in love with each other in this moment. And uh, it was not until the morning when all the drugs had worn off and all, we were in a hotel room and it, everything was silent and still. And we still had this powerful feeling like we needed to go out and we needed to go share this feeling and we needed to smile and open the door for everyone that we possibly could come across. and. We decided to go downtown Champaign, Illinois, and we were going to go thrift shopping is what I think we were going to go do. And we just kept discussing, what is this feeling we are feeling? Yeah. What are we What are we supposed to do with this? Is it, we, we didn't have the knowledge to call it God at this point. And so we had gotten out of my car, and immediately, because <laughs> it was that important, God had sent a homeless man over towards us and he is a one-eyed little rough around the edges looking kind of guy and because just so you know so at this at this particular moment this this overwhelming sense of love you didn't even understand at that point in time it was jesus's spirit it was yeah. literally the holy spirit yes. as the word talks about wooing you yeah. to come back to him, yes. And then this story with the homeless man. Yeah. This is radical. This is super. God will pursue you in supernatural ways. Even when you are not looking for God, even when you are the furthest away from God and you are not searching for Him, He will grab yes, you. He will. <laughs> and that's exactly what He did that day. He sent this man over to us who, who had just started off his conversation by say by taking his hands up and saying wow like he just looked at us in awe and he was just like wow you guys have this light you guys have something in you you guys are just radiating this joy and this love i can just see it out of your eyes and out of your mouths and we were like this, this guy's kind of <laughs> this guy's kind of <laughs> <Crazy>. kooky a <laughs> little, little kooky and um but it wasn't in our hearts to think that this man was going to ask us for money or ask us for favors. Which is the typical response. Whenever you see a homeless person, yes. you know, you have that response and you have, you, you and think I, that. And I have even had that response often where I was a little, I put a little bit of a guard up. But somehow 
God had given me the knowledge of just having, just knowing that this man wanted nothing from us. And he said he wanted to spend a little time talking to us. And he opened up with, uh, I've got something crazy to tell you. And we, we love crazy things. So we were like, yes, let's hear it. What, what crazy thing do you have to tell us? And he said, and I just the way, the certainty and the firmness of his voice mm. immediately brought me to tears when he said it. He said, I'm an angel of God, and God sent me here to talk to you two and confirm the feelings that you're having. And at that time, we thought it was the feelings that we were having for each other, which it, it as well could have been. He said, I'm here to confirm the feelings that you're having of this love and this joy, and I'm here to warn you as well. And he warned us of the lifestyle that we were living and the things that we were running to for joy and for happiness and love. And he said, you guys aren't, have been doing chemicals. You guys have been running to chemicals and that feeling that the chemicals are giving you, the, the rush of joy and the rush of happiness that you keep running for the truth that you're seeking, you can have every single day. Every single day you can have that high. You can have that <laughs> physical body feeling where it's vibrating through you, but you cannot have it through drugs. You cannot have it through alcohol. You cannot have it through all of these temporary, temporarily notes of happiness. You can only get it through the Holy Spirit. You can oh only get it through the Holy Spirit. And he grabbed our hands and he asked if he could pray for us. And he looked into our eyes with his, with his one eye. And I noticed he had, we all three had the exact same eye color. Hmm blue, green, and brown that almost look like the earth. And in, when I was staring in his eyes, I just felt like I was truly looking into the eyes of Jesus or God, an, an angel. I knew I was looking at an angel. And he grabbed our hands and this pure vibration went through us like a high, like, like we were just on those drugs that we were that night before. And he just said, I love you. I love you. Wow. And I can tell you love me. And you guys welcomed me with this openness that no one else has. He said, I've been homeless for a long time. And, and, no one, and his vessel had been homeless for a long time. And that no one had been open to him like that. And he knew that we had something special. And then he went on. I can't even remember everything he said, but he, he went even, on. He even went on, and we don't need to actually even discuss this part on the show today, but he even went into detail of things that Cody had dealt with in his life and, and such that Cody relayed to you, Madison, no one ever knew any of these things. And you literally have this, I mean, let this encourage you, let this strengthen your faith. God literally sent an angel through a homeless man to beckon his children back to him. Yeah, and, and at Cody's vigils, and people couldn't stop talking about how important that, that, that God was to Cody. And I think that when I first shared this story, all I could think about, about this story is why I needed to share it was because I, I needed to get across how important that Cody was to God and how each individual 
is important to God and that if necessary, he will send an angel. He will send a physical touch. He will shake you by the shoulders. He will grab you and to where you simply cannot deny his love and his presence in your life where he will just pluck you up and he'll just shake you and be like, I'm here and I love you and come to me. And immediately that day, we, we went home and our lives were completely changed. We, Tell us about that. Tell us about what the Lord, what, what Jesus, what the Holy Spirit has been doing in, in your life, what Jesus was doing in Cody's life up until the very end. Yeah. And as soon as we got home, we didn't even necessarily know what to do. We were quite overwhelmed with this information. We, we, went, back to, we went back to work, and all, that we could, all we knew to do was to just spread the love and the joy that we had. And people had started shuffling into Blue Spoon that would grab Cody's hand or would grab my hand individually and see this light that God had put in us that evening that we couldn't shake the compassion and utter love for everyone that walked in the restaurant that we were serving. Every person, we just saw an opportunity to share the word of God. And that's something that we both felt strongly called to do. And that's something that Cody even spoke to you about and yeah. many people about that we immediately felt a call to ministry and that's not, we didn't know it was like that label. We didn't, we didn't call it ministry. We didn't call it discipleship. We just knew that we had to share the story. We had to bring other people to God the way that he had brought us so that they could feel this love. And we had been Amen. depressed. We had been anxious. I had been, I have current, I have been on depression and anxiety medicine that it has just been washed away. The medicine <laughs> The medicine I don't need anymore because I have the Spirit of God in me. And, the, and, the, and Jesus even sets you free from whenever you came to him and you repented of your sins and you called upon his name, that even your lifestyle before, you were very much, and, and Cody to some degree too, very much into uh, the new age, which listen, I'm telling you, if you don't know anything about this, I have another cousin named, named Michael Longbonson, and we're going to really put something together. We're going to minister on this. Listen, I don't know what age demographic is watching this right now. If you're our age, you understand what is happening to our generation. But if you're older than us, the new age doctrine is, has infiltrated the hearts of the youth in ways that you can't even imagine. This search for spirituality of, of things that seem like they're God, just because it, and, and like you were saying, that there'd be times when you go to the music festivals that you would feel like you're experiencing a presence of a God, but really that was Satan masquerading as another God. And people would even, these, these, these DJs and stuff, they would actually call themselves God, it literally is a massive uh, deception from the enemy. This new age thing, it just, it's, it's reared its ugly head up again. And even, even within the last year, you, you would even you know, talk about how you were looking for uh, crystals <laughs> and, and you would pray to crystals and, and stuff to, to save you. Tell us, I mean, like, how, how, what was that? I don't even know how I found myself in that position where I was, I felt like I could get the power and get the healing that I needed internally. I was extremely depressed and extremely anxious and I didn't know where it was coming from. And I thought if I charged my crystals in the window by the moonlight and that the power was coming from the moon and the sun and 
I sought power in, in the completely wrong way. And Cody, had, Cody even has a story where he went to, an, to a music festival and God literally woke him up in the middle of the night and lifted this veil from Cody's eye because he was filled with the Holy Spirit at this time. This was, af this was after we had met the angel. Um, Cody had gone to the music festival and God woke him up in the middle of the night and said, get up, you need to get out of here. You don't, you've been deceived. And Cody saw everything for how it was. People bowing down to the EDM yeah. artist, just bowing and bowing. And, and he had taken part of that and he hadn't, he hadn't thought of it as bowing or praising, but that's exactly what God showed him. And, and I have friends and I have close friends and I have close friends and family members who just are completely, it is deceiving and you think that you're filling your soul with something satisfying, that you're finding your power within and meditating on, on crystals and you're meditating on finding your own power when there is no other greater power and there is no more satisfying power than the power of God. Because even when you pray on crystals and you lay them all over your body, you wake up the next morning and you're just as anxious as you were the night before. You're just as depressed as you were the night before. There is still nothing there. It is a physical touch, but there is nothing in your soul that it is healing by any means at all. And you need to understand, I want to make this clear to you, whenever you hear these stories of these, these crystals and that this new age thing and, and going and, and worshiping these electronic uh, DJs and such at these festivals, you need to understand that M Madison and Cody aren't in some random bubble. These are hundreds of thousands of people are, are into this. And whenever they go to these electronic festivals, the, the crystals that are, are for sale there, for, for sale, they're literally pushing their doctrine of religion upon you. And, and I am just, I, I'm just so thankful that of the radical transformation that took place in Cody's life before he went to be with Jesus and, and the radical transfer, transformation that's been happening in Madison's life. And let me tell you, even on several of my closest friends of, 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 of women that are, are pillars for Christ, they have already been surrounding themselves uh, around Madison and Madison, you're going to go somewhere. You're going to, I do believe that you will enter in a full-time ministry and your testimony is going to set thousands and thousands, if not hundreds of thousands or more free for Jesus. But I want to just end the program by saying this, and Madison, you can just stay up here with me. I just want you to understand it. And, and we're going to get into it more next week. Okay. But this life here, this, this thing, it's a vapor. It's, and I have two minutes left. Thank you, Ricky. I have two minutes left. This life here is a vapor. And I need you to understand that. That this world is just temporary. That we are eternal beings. And I, like I said, we're going to get into this even more next week. But I need you to know before we leave, you are an, an eternal being. At the moment of conception, you became a forever person. That even if you tried your hardest at one point in time to end your life, it doesn't work because you're going to keep living. You are going to live forever or you are going to be dead forever, but living in hell. I know it's kind of a backwards thought, but Jesus talks about how we are eternal beings. And you have an opportunity right now in this little vapor to give your life to Jesus. Because whenever you die, 
you are never going to completely die because your spirit will live forever and all of eternity, either in heaven or in hell. And there is no better day than today to give your life to Jesus, except the free gift that he has given us. Jesus, 2,000 years ago, died upon that cross, shed his blood as an offering. Let me tell you something. The blood that he shed covers all of our sins. Call upon his name. Jesus, save me. Repent of your sins and follow him and you will be saved. Get into your word today. If you don't know where to start, start in the New Testament. Get into Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the gospels of Jesus's life. And if you're done with those, just go back and read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And once you get the words of Jesus inside of you, then start to branch out throughout the rest of the word. Today is your day to change. Your eternity can be for sure where you're going, where you're going to spend it. But you need to give your life to Jesus. Madison, thank you for okay. sharing with us today. I believe that in the months and years to come that you'll have many words uh, to give to this audience. Hey, just check us out. Go to ZachTrueShow.com. Um, check us out on Facebook. You know, you can write us at P.O. Box 797, Decatur, Illinois, 62525. We love you guys. We'll see you next week.